Hello everyone, Pastor John Nays from Bridgepoint Church in Green Bay, Wisconsin, coming to you with another lesson out of the book of Revelation. We've been studying this book for several weeks now, and um, it just gets more and more interesting. What we're entering into this week, um, and I explained last week, is that I'm not going to go through the entire book and ferret out every detail, um, but I'm going to try and hit some of the high points, and today's high point is chapter 5. We're looking at the book of Revelation, chapter 5, and chapter 4 we saw uh, John's first introduction into heaven, his first view into heaven, and the 24 elders and the um, four beasts that worship around the throne, and so on and so forth. And it's just, if you want to review that, you can go back and do that. But today I'm going to talk about what happens next. And what happens next is a pivotal point in all of the book of Revelation. It's a transition from John's John's view of heaven to John's view of earth and the judgment that will come upon the earth. And so I'm going to spend a little time on that, but focus mostly on one really life-changing, um, important view that we get in heaven of who Jesus is. Remember, this is the book of Revelation, the revelation of Jesus Christ. And so the whole point of this book is who Jesus is. And who he is in the book of Revelation is very different from the Jesus that we know as the Savior, Redeemer of the earth. He is the coming judge of the earth. And that's what we're going to look at in chapter 5 and who is worthy to open the seven seals. Now there, in the book of Revelation, there are seven seals that um, seal up a book of judgment. And then there are seven bowls. Uh, poured out upon the earth. This is the seven seals represent the first three and a half years of the tri tribulation and the uh, bulls represent the three and a half years of the great tribulation. Um, so the tribulation is divided into two parts, three and a half years each, seven years in total. So today we're looking at um, who Jesus is in the book of Revelation and I want to go back to chapter four and just verse one and say and read one particular quote because I think it's really crucial that we keep this in mind. Come here and I will show you what must take place after this. So John's called into heaven and says, here is now the beginning of futuristic view, of the futuristic view in heaven and the futuristic view of earth. And so the transition is very clear in the first three books of Revelation, of course, is what's happening now, the churches and so on and so forth. But chapter 4 begins, this is the view of futuristic um, heaven and futuristic earth. And that transition takes place in chapter 5, where we go from heaven to earth again. So let's take a look at that. Chapter 5, verse 2 asks one crucial question. Who is worthy to break the seals and open the scroll? Who is worthy to break the seals and open the scroll. So I'm going to pick up at verse 6. That's the question that has to be answered in chapter 5. Before the judgment of the earth takes place and the tribulation begins, there is one basic question. Who is worthy to open the seal and the scroll? In verse 6, we start to see the answer. Then I saw a lamb looking as if he had been slain. Standing at the center of the throne, encircled by the, 20, by the four living creatures and the elders. The Lamb had seven horns and seven eyes, which are the spirits of God, sent out into all the earth. 
He went and took the scroll from the right hand of him who sits on the throne. And when he had taken it, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fall, fell down before the lamb. Each one had a harp, and they were holding golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of God's people. And they sang a new song, saying, You are worthy to take the scroll and to open the seals, because you were slain, and with your blood you purchased for God persons from every tribe and language and people and nation. You have made them to be a kingdom and priests to serve our God, and they will, and they will reign on the earth. Who is worthy to open the scroll? Who is worthy to break the seven seals? And John said, Behold, I saw a lamb, as though he were slain, standing before the throne or standing in the midst of the thrones. And he is worthy. Because he is worthy to open the scroll and open the seals because he was slain. The crucifixion of Jesus Christ, the lamb that was slain, he alone is worthy. He alone has the right, he alone has the privilege, he alone walked on this earth and can judge it as a just judge. When we start looking at the book of Revelation and going into the tribulation, the great tribulation, the seven years of disaster on the earth, it gets really ugly. And the question asked is, how can a loving, faithful, generous, forgiving, giving God turn his wrath upon the earth? Why would such a God do such a thing? Because he's worthy. Because the lamb that was slain is worthy. He's worthy, he's earned the right, he's got the credentials to be the judge. No one else does. I can't do it, you can't do it. No church can pass judgment on the earth. No religion is pure enough, no man has ever been righteous enough, save one. And he's the lamb that was slain. Let's read on. Then I looked and heard a voice of many angels, numbering thousands upon thousands and 10,000 times 10,000. They encircled the throne and the living creatures and the elders. In a loud voice they were saying, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. So the 24 elders and the four creatures sing this song, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. The other inhabitants of heaven, all of them, thousands upon thousands upon tens of thousands, an innumerable number, incalculable, they begin to praise him as well. They see that he is the lamb who is slain and worthy to open the seals and judge the earth. Worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. Worthy is the Lamb. Then another group of people joins in. Then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth, under the earth and the sea, and all that is in them saying, To him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb, be praise and honor and glory and power forever and ever. To four living creatures added the Amen, so be it. And the elders fell down and worshiped. That's the end of chapter 5. It's the final view in heaven before John's attention is 
taken back to the earth again. The next scene that we see in chapter 6 is John's view of the earth. This view of heaven is crucial for us to understand. There are those who believe that the church is, goes through the tribulation. I don't personally believe that. And I don't believe that because of this scene. Because all of the creatures on heaven and on earth, all of the creatures above the earth, all of the creatures under the earth, every creation shouts out in praise and worship to the Lamb that was slain. And this view is in heaven, not on earth. The fact that we don't see the church in, in the book of Revelation during the tribulation at all, there is no sign of the church. To me, that just speaks volumes to why it's important for us to understand that the church isn't there, that the presence of the church that stops all this evil, that even holds back God's judgment from the earth, has gone and is now worshiping him in heaven as the lamb who was slain. Worthy is the lamb who was slain. These are all of heaven's residents, verse 11. Every other creature of the earth, verse 13. Praise and honor and glory and power forever and ever, forever and ever, because he alone is worthy. Chapter 6, the scene changes back to earth, and we begin to see God's judgment on the earth. And it's not pretty. And anybody who thinks, yeah, go get them, really doesn't understand what God is all about. He's given humanity every opportunity. He's given the humanity, the church, to represent him. And though we never do it perfectly, those who say the church has failed don't understand the church. The church has not failed. We are the people holding back God's judgment on the earth. And when we're gone, it's not a pretty sight. And there's only one who is worthy to offer that judgment on the earth, the lamb that was slain. I want to read a paragraph out of the book, one of the books that I've been studying, because it just really, I don't know, made a lot of sense to me and spoke pretty clear, clearly to me about this point of what's going on in heaven and on earth. For many Christians, heaven is an unreal place. Many Christians, heaven is an unreal place. Even Christians tend to be occupied too much with the things of this present world, which can be seen and touched and felt. Too often goals in our life have little to do with eternity's values. Though to the ordinary Christian the privilege of a vision of heaven, such as was given by the Apostle John and the Apostle Paul, is seldom granted, what they saw has been plainly written in the Word of God. And we can see through their eyes the glorious picture of the majesty which surrounds the Lord in heaven. By comparison to the heavenly scene, earth is revealed to be temporary and transitory, and its glory and glitter are tarnished. As far as the heavens are above the earth, so far the glory of heaven transcends what the natural eye can see in this world. We are not made for this earth. We're made for something better and something bigger. And that's what we're longing for. 
I have a birthday coming up and I'm going to be old. I'm already old. <laughs> and there are days when I think, man, I just, I, I love my life. I love what I do. But there are mornings when I wake up and think, I'm still here. Even so, Lord Jesus, come. Needs to be part of our mindset. People ask me all the time, well, how will we know? And especially these days, a lot of people are asking me, when is the rapture going to take place? I mean, really, can you give us any view? I, I, obviously, the answer is no. I don't know. I don't have any idea. Yeah, we're living in treacherous times and terrible times, and the earth seems to be reeling under the weight of, its, of humanity's sin, and that's true. But no one knows the time or the place or when this is going to happen. All we know is that Jesus is coming back and our response to that is to long for that place more than this place. God's put us on this earth to do a work for the church and we need to be about it diligently and feverishly but with one thought in mind that this earth is not our home and that all of the people here on this earth are going to be judged. That's what the book is about. They're going to be judged. This earth will be judged. It's our responsibility as the church to get them out of here before the tribulation so they can be in that heavenly scene that says, worthy is the lamb who was slain. They can join the chorus in heaven that praises him forever and ever for who he is. To him be all the glory and the power and the praise forever and ever. That's our calling, and it's a high calling. And we as the church need to be about the work that God has put us here for, to make sure we take as many people into that scene as we possibly can before chapter 6 is opened and the seals are broken and the scroll is opened and the judgment that the earth deserves, deserves, will be poured out by the one who is worthy to receive glory and honor and praise forever and ever. This is Pastor John Nays from Bridgepoint Church in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Thanks for joining me. I see there's a lot of the same people week after week after week. Thank you so much for taking interest in this. And I hope that you have a wonderful Thanksgiving, that you have a wonderful time with your family if you can. But just know that you are blessed beyond your wildest dreams to live in a country where you can worship the Lord freely and eat more food than is humanly necessary. <laughs> um, you have a special dispensation over Thanksgiving, I think. Just enjoy. Enjoy your family. Enjoy your, the food. Celebrate the freedom that you enjoy and give thanks most of all, first and foremost, for who God is in your life, that the Lamb of God that was slain from the foundation of the earth reigns and he is worthy. So give him praise. God bless you. Have a great week. Happy Thanksgiving.